0: This is Casey Hendrickson on News Newstalk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station.
1: And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Newstalk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank our sponsor, R&B Car Company? Again, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right, just a smattering, if you will, of what we're going to get to today. We're going to start off with what is happening in Nevada and then going forward into South Carolina and Super Tuesday. We'll get to that here first, including some hysterical supercuts of the media having an absolute meltdown and a panic. Uh, we're also going to get into the Judge campaign alleging that they were cheated out of Nevada. He finished third in Nevada. And we will also analyze whether or not Joe Biden is officially done. Uh, is he going to stick around? Is Elizabeth Warren officially done? We'll do all of that. Latest updates on the coronavirus. Things have shifted dramatically with the coronavirus. Some good, some really bad. So we'll talk about that. There's also a new report that is peer-reviewed. Hey, how about that? We actually got a peer-reviewed study out on the, uh, the program. This peer-review never happens anymore. Uh, so we'll be able to go ahead and, and give you some updates on the coronavirus. Again, some of the, some of the updates are good. Some are bad. And no, I'm not going to bore you with the stock market stuff, although the stock market is starting to come back a little bit. Uh, from the initial fears. Basically, the, the reason the stock market took a dive today is because of Italy. We'll we'll get to all of that a little bit later on. But there's a lot to get to, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be a little bit of a fast-paced show today. We are live streaming on YouTube, on Twitch at Casey the Host. We're also going to do Periscope today on Twitter at realcaseyh if you prefer to watch on that platform. As always, you can go to my website, theburningtruth.us and watch the video in the sidebar of any post. All right. Here's what we got. Uh, obviously Bernie Sanders won Nevada. I'm sure that you all know that by now. So he got 24 delegates out of Nevada. He got 46.8% of the vote. Okay. So he got 6,589 votes. The next closest was Biden. Now you have to understand something. Joe Biden was winning Nevada until the 13th. The 13th is the shifting point. On the 12th, he was leading Nevada. On the 13th, The RCP average had him losing to Bernie Sanders. When you look at the chart, it's really amazing. The chart's basically doing this for for Biden, okay? And then all of a sudden, you just see this blue streak for Bernie Sanders at the very, very end. And Joe Biden just, he he just tanked. Um, And they were trying to say that Nevada was going to be where Biden was going to make a really good showing. And then Biden was going to be able to have a chance in South Carolina. Joe Biden is essentially done at this point in time. He's going to hold on for South Carolina. He thinks he can win that state. But if you look at the polling, which we will do so here in just a second, it's not looking great for him in South Carolina either. He may very well be finished. If he makes it to Super Tuesday, I'll be surprised. Elizabeth Warren, kind of like in the same boat. You know, she got no delegates. In fact, the only three people that got delegates are Sanders with 24, Biden with nine, and Buttigieg with three. Now, I want to remind everybody, that even though our former Mayor Pete Buttigieg technically won Iowa, he lost the popular vote there. Bernie Sanders has won the popular vote in every primary contest so far. Every single one. Just wanted to remind everybody of that, okay? So you've got an eastern state, you've got a midwestern state, and you've got a southwest state. And he's won the popular vote in all of them. Elizabeth Warren can't get traction anywhere, uh, she was actually asked today if she was positioning herself to be his running mate. <laughs> so uh, it's it's time for those questions to to come out. Pete Buttigieg is begging people for money. He did raise eleven million dollars so far in February. Okay, uh, obviously February is almost done, but he spent twice as much as he had in January. So he's out of money. He says he needs fourteen million dollars to even get to get either through or to Super Tuesday. I don't know which one. So he is in financial trouble. There's only one person who is not in financial trouble, and I know that this is going to shock all of you, but that is Bloomberg. Everybody else is struggling with money. Everybody. And, of course, Bloomberg has, he had no showing at all. Had no support, no showing. It's, you know, where did he finish this thing? He was way down at the bottom on this thing in Nevada. Oh, wait, he wasn't even on in Nevada, was he? No, he wasn't even on Nevada. Devil Patrick is still on Nevada, though. So, yeah, Bloomberg is it's it's a mess, uh, but he's the only one that has any cash on hand because he's a billionaire. So if you look at the RCP averages now and the RCP averages, again, they're the most accurate measure that we have at this point in time. Some states, the, the polling is better than others. I told you before, as Biden was leading this thing, I said, you know, don't be surprised if it changes near the end. Nevada is notorious for having terrible polling. That is my home state, after all. Uh, So now you have a a look at this, um, this polling here. So you go and you look at February 12th. okay, February 12th in Nevada, Biden was 21 and Bernie Sanders was 17.5. And at this point, Bernie Sanders had not started to shoot up yet. Bernie Sanders was pretty level and Biden had started to decline. Why? Because Biden opens his mouth that every time the Biden opens his mouth, he says something that makes people not want to vote for him. So that is February 12th, Biden 21, Sanders 17.5. You go to February 13th, it virtually flips. Sanders 21.5, Biden 18.5. You have to understand, this is not one poll. This is an average of all of them, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so then then by February 15th, he's at 26, Sanders is, and then Biden's at 17. And it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. Um, although Biden did outperform... The polling when it came to him and Buttigieg. So Biden did outperform Buttigieg there. So it it is, again, Bernie Sanders now solidly in the lead uh, with delegates. He's also won the popular vote in every primary contest. So if you look at the RCP average going forward, this is where things get really interesting because Biden had shown that he had possibly a, a big advantage in Nevada. He was up big for a long time. And then, of course, South Carolina. South Carolina is still, according to the Biden camp, is still considered to be his firewall, okay? Although he's trying to dispute that and saying that he's going to go on to Super Tuesday, we will see. So let's take a look at what has now happened. Biden, who used to have a double-digit lead in South Carolina, is now virtually tied with Sanders. Their margin of error, Biden is at 24.5 and Sanders is at 21.5. Then you have Steyer, Steyer's at 16.5 in South Carolina, is at 10.8. Buttigieg is not going to perform well in South Carolina, okay? Uh, then you have California. So Biden and Sanders are essentially tied in South Carolina now, whereas Biden has had a huge double-digit lead this entire time. You look at California, Bernie Sanders has a big-time lead over Biden in California. He's at 26.3 to Biden's 14.8. Uh, Bloomberg polls really well in California, then Warren, and then judge's Uh, way down there at the bottom. Then you look at Texas, okay? Sanders, 22.3. Biden at 20.7 and declining. North Carolina, Sanders at 22.5. Bloomberg, 20.5. Biden at 18. Uh, So this is not looking good for anybody but Bernie Sanders at this point in time, okay? Uh, And now, of course, you have Uh, Pete Buttigieg out there saying that he was basically cheated out of Nevada. We'll get to all of that in just a second. But what I really wanted to do for you is I wanted to play a supercut. Cue my audio, please, Joe. I want to play for you a supercut of the media having an absolute brain aneurysm to Bernie Sanders winning the first three states. And yes, I'm counting Iowa because Pete Buttigieg is running on a popular vote platform and Pete Buttigieg lost the popular vote in Iowa. Bernie Sanders won it. Pete Buttigieg shouldn't even have those delegates. But anyway, this is the nice little media montage of liberal media pundits having an absolute conniption fit over Bernie Sanders' success.
0: I thought it was a great night for Bernie Sanders. I thought it was a great night for Donald Trump. I thought it was a terrible night for the Democrats. The truth is, Bernie Sanders is on its trajectory to be the Democratic nominee. To me, he I just don't see him having any shot in a general election. I'm panicked. I am absolutely panicked. No, no. Uh, no one but
1: Bernie, Stephanie. Come on. He's an anarchist. He would love to burn down the United States. If we nominate to socialists like Bernie Sanders, we're going to lose. It'll be like George McGovern. It'll be a blowout. Nobody just says the obvious. Bernie, you're full of it. They're just pandering to the Bernie people. And you know what? Pandering gets you nothing. It certainly doesn't get your respect. Tom Perez needs to step down.
0: He's a joke. He's a clown. He can't run the Democratic Party anymore. It's lost its way. I don't see how Democrats uh, do anything but bleed out when they put a socialist at the top of the ticket. It
1: is a death sentence for the party and it will lead to Donald Trump's re-election. The
0: loser, as Leslie put it, are the Democrats. They've got to get out there and say, I disagree with socialism. I believe in the markets.
1: I think he's wrong. I think he will never get it done. And this country will never go that direction. By the way, we'll lose 49 states. Corbyn didn't work in England. Bernie ain't going to work in the United
0: States. Anyone but Bernie.
1: I thought that was a really appropriate line, considering how many anti-Semites Bernie Sanders has been surrounded by. And... You know, when you say Corbyn didn't work in England and Bernie's not going to work here, that's eh, pretty profound. And remember, you know, you've got Trump running around out there. He's saying he wants Bloomberg or he wants Bernie. He wants one of those two. And those are the two that most people feel that he would absolutely wipe the floor with. Bernie Sanders says that Trump will wipe the floor with Bloomberg. I think he's probably right. And everybody else says that Trump's going to wipe the floor with Bernie Sanders. Probably Right. So it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. Now, of course, you have to factor in historical trends here too, and historical trends obviously favor the incumbent. Uh somebody on the live stream said that uh that Carville is going to have a stroke. And you know, Carville's given up. Carville's usually a pretty decently dressed guy. He started doing his punditry now he's like a t-shirt and stuff. He just doesn't care anymore. Uh, cuz he he just sees this all kind of coming down. But it is very interesting to watch the media have a conniption fit on this because I want to remind everybody, they're the ones who normalized him. I was going through over the weekend, I was watching all of these old clips from the last presidential election where you had members of the press going, yeah, Bernie's a you know, he's a pretty good guy and, and he has pretty good ideas and they don't seem really that far out of the mainstream, especially among young people. Young people seem to really like him. He even got some people in the press to admit that they were socialists. So they normalized him and now they're having a conniption fit that he's the standard bearer. At least, un- unless some kind of an epic meltdown happens on Super Tuesday, which would be historic, by the way. So, this is not the end of it. Pete Buttigieg is alleging that he was cheated out of a Nevada win, or at least some delegates. We'll talk about that coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you all for tuning in and joining us today, whether you're listening on the radio, on the internet stream, on the website, or our mobile app, or if you're watching the video streams on any of the platforms that we're streaming to. We're on YouTube and Twitch at Casey the Host, and we're doing on Periscope on Twitter today at RealKCH. All right, so... Nevada Democrats required caucus volunteers to sign non-disclosure agreements. This was interesting. Um, nothing says transparency like forcing election volunteers to sign confidentiality agreements, insisting that they won't say anything bad about a political party. And for the record, Operation Chaos is still in effect because apparently a bunch of Trump supporters went to vote for Bernie in Nevada. Just throwing, just throwing it out there. Operation Chaos still has a legacy. Ahead of Saturday's Nevada caucus, the Nevada State Democratic Party is requiring volunteers leading caucus sites to sign non-disclosure agreements that insist they won't speak to the media or disclose confidential information. Huh. Gee, I wonder, <clears throat> wonder what all the secrecy is about. Well, I don't know. It maybe has something to do with some of these reports that we've seen. So the Buttigieg campaign is demanding that Nevada's Democratic Party correct irregularities. Um, as the final results were not yet tallied now we're still the, the majority of it it has been tallied and bernie is the winner but they're still counting although the democratic party narrowly avoided a repeat of the iowa caucus disaster in nevada over the weekend it started off bad uh the final official vote for the silver states caucus has not yet been tallied now Pete Buttigieg's judge's campaign is claiming that there are inconsistencies in the caucus process now, I, I may or may not have tweeted out that he should probably sit this one out after the blatantly obvious fixed coin flip that happened in Iowa. <laughs> okay? Did, you know what they did in Nevada? <clears throat> they avoided that problem in Nevada, Joe. They drew cards instead of flipping a coin. <laughs> because it's Nevada and gambling, Joe. <laughs> then they should have rolled dice. When it, it could have been a roulette, yeah, you could have done like roulette, or you could have done uh, all sorts of uh, craps and any kind of a game, you know. All make right. it that so, way. So uh, you're red and you're black, and we're going to do roulette here. And if it lands on the zero, we're just going to do it again. I didn't look at the details, but I guess that Pete Judge hung out at one of the wind resorts for uh, for caucusing, and he lost the he lost that caucus location. So he was there <laughs> while he lost. <laughs> and a letter sent to the chairman. Of the Nevada Democratic Party, Buddha Judge's campaign, who is begging everybody for money. By the way, I saw in the live stream "Pennies for Pete." I saw that. That was good. "Pennies for Pete." We're collecting your donations now. Uh, get your old, uh, massive like uh, canola oil containers and don't wash them. Just have people donate coins. In a letter sent to the chairman of the Nevada Democratic Party, <laughs> Buddha Judge's campaign. This is a passive aggressive bleephole in me, right? My 2020 resolution: be a bigger jerk. Uh, Demanded that the party take concrete steps to correct material irregularities in light of the material irregularities pertaining to the process of integrating early votes into the in-person precinct caucus results. Re-request that you release early vote and in-person vote totals by precinct. Correct any outstanding early vote and second alignment errors identified by presidential campaigns, including ours. And three, explain uh, anomalies in the data." Now, what he could be referring to is, uh, this is one of those reasons that early voting is so stupid. I'm sorry if you like it, but you're wrong. So you have a bunch of people who have sent in their early votes, okay? And the early votes and everything else are, some, some of them get tallied, some of them don't get tallied. just kind of depends on the system and, and what actually ends up working in, in which state. But apparently 1,000 people were told that their vote didn't count. And the reason that their vote didn't count was most of them didn't sign the forms, they didn't sign the forms, uh, according to the, the Nevada Democratic Party. And so they were informed that their vote wasn't tallied as a result of that. So Pete Buttigieg is raising a big old stink about all of that. Then Pete Buttigieg apparently stole several pieces of Obama speeches. Apparently he stole something from a 2008 Obama speech, and then he stole something from a 2012 Obama speech. Yikes. I mean, he is being run by Obama's... People, so I mean, there, there is, uh, there is that. So, who knows? Um, boy, there is just so much. Now, if you vote for Bernie Sanders, here's how you know that Bernie Sanders is without a doubt the enemy of the Democratic Party. Okay. Last week, after they failed to falsely pin Russia's trying to get Trump reelected again, and by the way, more intelligence reports came out over the weekend that show that there's absolutely no evidence of that whatsoever. And when the media ran with that narrative, they were completely fabricating it. Uh, they got it from one individual who didn't even say that. They just spun it out of control because, well, they're the press and they hate Trump. Okay. But last week, after they failed to do that to Trump, they immediately shifted it to Bernie Sanders. Uh, Russia is trying to get Bernie Sanders elected. Okay. It was kind of funny that Swalwell said, Yeah, I want to congratulate Bernie Sanders for immediately rejecting that and telling Putin that that wouldn't work. Well, It is working because if Putin wants Bernie Sanders to be the nominee and Bernie Sanders is winning, isn't it working? And if you're Bernie Sanders and you're going to go out there and you're going to tell everybody that you're not going to allow Putin to go ahead and do this dastardly deed, shouldn't you drop out of the race since Putin wants you to be the nominee? I'm just throwing it out there, all right? So anyway, they're now doing the Russia angle with Bernie Sanders, okay? Bernie Sanders is now the favorite of Russia. He's now Putin's, Putin's guy. But the other thing they're doing is, oh, um, anybody who votes for Bernie Sanders is a racist. They're doing that now. MSNBC contributor and editor at The Root, which is a black publication... Jason Johnson said 2020 presidential hopeful Senator Bernie Sanders was the favorite candidate of racist liberal whites. Johnson also said some of Sanders staffers are from the island of misfit black girls during an interview on Thursday's broadcast of Sirius XM's The Karen Hunter Show. Never heard of it. Johnson said, I do find it fascinating that some racist liberal whites seem to love them some Bernie Sanders consistently. See? So... Here's all you need to know about Bernie Sanders not being welcome in the in the Democratic Party. Uh, They keep cheating to try and beat the guy. They're now saying that Russia is pushing his campaign and everybody who supports him is a racist. Just like that. See, that's you knew it. You knew it was coming just like that, ladies and gentlemen. So anybody who supports Bernie Sanders is a racist. So there is that. I'm not going to go into details. Uh, maybe I'll do it in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm not sure yet um, of the details of Judge stealing apparently two speeches from Obama. And it doesn't look good, though. Changing the words around, but the exact same speech, basically. Um, yeah, just doesn't look good for him. And then of course you've got uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is still he's out there saying that he was arrested while he was visiting trying to visit Nelson Mandela when Nelson Mandela was still in prison. There's just a couple of problems with this. Um, I'll go over that in just a second. <laughs> On news Talk 953, Michigan's news channel. <laughs> And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michigan's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595953. Please give me a call if you were with Joe Biden when he got arrested in South Africa trying to visit an imprisoned Nelson Mandela uh, because that has been his story as of late. He has repeatedly said this over and over again. Now, I when I... When I point this out, you have to understand something. When we say that Joe Biden's mind is gone, we are not being jerks, and we're not just trying to tell you that we don't like the guy uh, politically. He routinely recites stories that he has been telling for many, many years, and all of the details are wrong now. And the details have now been rewritten to elevate him in status. Not just for getting details because, you know, distance and memory and things like that, but we're talking about him rewriting those stories to elevate his position in the story in order to benefit him politically. And that's where we start running into these problems. So obviously you're forced to have one of two opinions about Joe Biden. Either his mind is gone and he's crazy and unfit to be president, or he is consistently rewriting his own history and lying to everybody in order to win votes. So it's up to you where you you fall in on that. But he's been running around telling everybody that he was arrested while visiting Nelson Mandela. The problem is that everybody who was with him says it's a bunch of crap. I would also assume that if a United States senator, because he was a senator at the time, if a United States senator had been arrested in a foreign country, that it might have been picked up by one or two news services. Just a hunch, okay? But, you know, I suppose it is possible that it wouldn't have been picked up. Former Vice President Joe Biden has a documented history of making up stories to make him sound more interesting on the campaign trail. This is true. In the past two weeks, Biden has suddenly started claiming that he was arrested in South Africa while on his way to visit Nelson Mandela. As the New York Times reported, Biden didn't include this information in his 2007 memoir and had not spoken about it prominently while campaigning for the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination. Now, if you wrote a memoir about your life, don't you think getting arrested, trying to visit... A civil rights icon would probably be a notable footnote in your history that would probably make it into your book. This day, 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussions about apartheid, Biden said in South Carolina last week. I had the great honor of meeting him. I had the great honor of being arrested with our UN ambassador on the streets of, is it Sawatu, trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. Biden mentioned the arrest twice more in the next week, claiming he was arrested in between attempts to get his wife, Jill, to agree to marry him. That meant the arrest would have occurred in 1977. But if Mr. Biden, then a United States senator from Delaware, was in fact arrested while trying to visit Mr. Mandela, he did not mention that in his memoir, which he wrote in 2007, when writing about a 1970s trip to South Africa. And he has not spoken of it prominently, on the 2020 campaign trail. Uh, For the record, he hasn't spoken prominently about this at all, okay? A check of available news accounts by the New York Times turned up no references to an arrest. South African arrest records are not readily available in the United States. Former Congressman Andrew Young, a U.N. ambassador at the time of Biden's arrest, remember, I was arrested with our U.N. ambassador, okay, said that he had traveled to South Africa with Biden but was never arrested and was skeptical that members of the U.S. Congress would have been at risk in the country. No, I was never arrested, and I don't think that he was either, Young told the New York Times, which is interesting because Joe Biden said he was arrested with the U.N. ambassador at the time, which would have been Mr. Young. So he's lying again. I know. You're all shocked. And or awed, you could say. So, yeah, Joe Biden's out there lying again, which is another reason why he keeps coming up short. He keeps thinking that these are going to make him more appealing to people. But in the information age, it is very easy to fact check these things. And while your tribalists and your acolytes and things like that are not going to be swayed by mere stories of you perpetually lying to them, everybody else will be. So this is not looking good for Joe Biden going into South Carolina. And again, that is his firewall. If he doesn't win South Carolina, he's done. Uh, He's essentially done now. Elizabeth Warren is essentially done now. It's just going to be interesting to see how this all uh, ends up shaking out after Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday is going to be a very busy day. Uh, No doubt about that. Okay. Okay. Judge Judy. I have to address Judge Judy versus Bernie Sanders. Okay, I have to address that. I'm going to play a soundbite from Judge Judy talking about killing Bernie Sanders people and dying, defending uh, freedom and democracy while she supports a guy who wants to ban, you know, your choice to have large sodas. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3 Michiana's news channel and good afternoon thank you for tuning in news talk 95.3 michiana's news channel at four o'clock we're gonna have a coronavirus update and again the the stock market today took a dive although it's climbing back up now it took a dive today because of what happened in italy and italy has turned into a major disaster we will talk about that here shortly uh there are some major updates with coronavirus some good and some bad okay so We'll talk about that at 4 o'clock, give you those updates. In the meantime, I wanted to talk about Judge Judy, who, for the record, is a terrible judge. And I've been saying this for years on my show. I've been, wait, I've been on the air for almost 15 years now, multiple markets. Every time I say it, I get, I get nasty feedback from it because people love their Judge Judy. And I'm just telling you, as a judge is concerned, she's awful. Absolutely awful. But I digress. She has thrown in her support with Bloomberg. She was the first person to support him. Uh, there was an ad. We knew he was running when that happened. And now, of course, she's on the campaign trail with Bloomberg. So in Oklahoma, you know, local, local media, you know, went up. They interviewed Bloomberg. He talked about some stuff that didn't make much sense because he's Bloomberg. And, well, that's what Bloomberg does. And then they went ahead and they turned to Judge Judy. Like, hey, um, you, like, haven't done any of these endorsing before. So, like, what, what's going on? Why are you endorsing Michael Bloomberg? Which I think is a fair question, because she hasn't thrown her hat in the political ring uh, at at any point that I'm aware of in her her career, but she did this time, and they're both from New York, you know, so I suppose that there is a little bit of that solidarity with with New York in spite of the fact that you know the guy in the White House is from New York as well, but I wanted to go ahead and play for you what Judge Judy said because in there it gets to a point where she says that she would fight Bernie supporters to the death, which thought was interesting so have a listen to judge judy again the most popular uh very 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 rich television judge who's awful and you should never take her opinion seriously for anything
0: millions of people watch you on tv every day as a judge and they trust your judgment why is it this the first time that you've actually endorsed a presidential candidate because it was urgent because i really believe that america's in trouble everybody's angry polarized. And it will continue to be polarized unless you have a president who has no agenda other than to do the right thing for the people that he represents. Like Trump. Mike Bloomberg is not an ideologue. He's a doer. Like Trump. He sees a problem. He understands that if you have good education and a solid education as a youngster. And as you grow, you'll have the tools to make it. Listen, Mike, Mike and Trump. I are the product of an American dream. Mike grew up middle-class kid, put himself through school. I grew up middle-class kid. I I wasn't as smart as he was. I didn't, I didn't have, I couldn't get into good, to great schools, but I got into okay schools. I was born in Brooklyn, so I have Brooklyn street smarts and I know that if you give children reasonable building blocks, you give them a fishing pole, they'll always be able to eat. And he understands how to solve that problem. He understands the genesis of it. He understands how to tweak the things that are wrong with America. America doesn't need a revolution. It doesn't need a different, it's the most perfect country in the world. And those people that are trying to change it and revolutionize it, I don't have a chance because I'll fight them to the death. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, Naturally, the Bernie bros are not happy about that particular soundbite today. Kind of rambling there. Doesn't sound very sharp. Uh, I think she might actually be dumber than I thought she was. But here's the thing. She's allowed to endorse whoever she wants, right? She, she thinks, uh, by the way, Clint Eastwood came out for Bloomberg as well. Okay? Clint Eastwood doesn't like how mean Donald Trump is on Twitter, which again, <laughs> how many years now <laughs> have I been talking about the irony of Republicans who have uh, been pretty aggressive in the past all of a sudden saying that Trump is too mean? But anyway, I digress. Um, she goes out there and she says, you know, look, he's not an ideologue. What do you think was the mantra of Trump supporters? He's not he's not a conservative ideologue. It's just that his positions and what he thinks is going to work happen to be conservative in principle. But he's not a conservative. That's not his his policy position. He's not an ideologue. He doesn't see things that way. Like Judge Judy said, uh, Bloomberg sees a problem and he just works to fix it. Yeah, that's what Trump does. That was the whole mantra electing <laughs> Trump. The guy's a business guy. Uh, He's not a political ideologue. He sees a problem. He fixes it the best way that he knows how. He'll listen to his advisors. He appoints quality people around him. And then ultimately, he'll make the final judgment and the final decision. So basically, what she did is she said, Bloomberg is Trump. He's just not Trump, and therefore, I support Bloomberg. That's kind of what she said. She didn't offer any specifics. She did go into education policy, which Donald Trump has been at the forefront of obviously with a lot of influence from the vice president, Michael Pence. So you have charter schools and reforms there and, and all of these things uh, with education and the department of education, reorganizing it and working to limit the damaging effects of common core, move to a more stabilized, better educational system and that sort of stuff. Huge reforms have been made in education uh, over the past several years. And it's obviously slow going because you're talking about a major bureaucracy. But you have Judge Judy basically endorsing the Trump position there. So I I don't know what her position is that Bloomberg is somehow better than than Trump, maybe because he's, I don't know, soft-spoken or something. I don't know. But here's the thing that kind of gets me about this. She's running around and she's attacking the Bernie Sanders supporters, which, for the record, I I can appreciate. But she's attacking the Bernie Sanders supporters and the revolutionaries. We We have a perfect country. And I'm going to fight you to the death if you want to change it. We don't need a revolution. Okay. But you're supporting a guy, okay? You're supporting a guy who literally banned soft drinks more than 16 ounces, which is overturned by a judge. You're supporting a guy who told people not to give food to the homeless, to donate to the homeless shelters, because they couldn't tabulate the salt content of the food. Okay. That's that's Bloomberg. You're supporting a guy if you're talking about the revolutionaries and fundamentally changing America and that you'll fight them to the death. You're talking about a guy who just at the beginning of that interview said that he wanted to take people's guns away. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, it sounds to me like she's one of the revolutionaries. Now, she may not be a communist revolutionary, but uh, if you're running on limiting people's individual freedoms and taking away the rights that are given to them by God, not by government, then you're kind of a revolutionary as well. You may not be a communist, but you're certainly a revolutionary, and you certainly don't support the perfect America like you talked about. If America's perfect now, why would you be supporting a candidate who wants to so fundamentally change so many aspects of it? Because she's the one that said it, I didn't. I thought that was a really interesting narrative on her part. Nonetheless, that's, that's her position. She can go ahead and support whomever she, she chooses to support, and that is A-OK. Uh, I also wanted to just make a quick little observation here. Um, there was a, a video crew from Infowars who was physically assaulted, needed stitches, actually, at a Bernie Sanders rally. And I thought that that was kind of interesting because... I've been watching a lot of places that are going around and interviewing liberals who show up at Trump rallies. And you know what they always say? Everybody's really nice to them. They have you know, disagreements and they're hoping to convert them with their signs and having conversations. But they all say that they're treated respectfully and people are nice. That doesn't happen to Trump supporters at any other rally. We have more coming up.